0: A Tricky Kid Media Original Presentation Distributed by iHeartRadio Hey all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers and jeerers Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun I'm Dana French and this is Wrestling Wrestling Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of Calling the Action Ringside, Roy Turner.
1: Hey there everybody, hope you're having a great summer. So hey, we had a great weekend uh, in Texas, all around Texas, uh, because hey, the fans have been finally been able to uh, return to live action uh, and attend it, which is so great. And not only, of course, obviously it's something we've been looking forward to being able to return, but even when you turn on your TV set, it, doesn't it feel good that you're actually seeing something that you recognize? And that's that's the hardest part. That, that's, that's the best part about healing is when you get back to your, your routine. When when you're out of your routine, when you're out of your normalcy, that's when, uh, you know, I mean, you should always should, should you know challenge yourself and get outside your comfort zones. But what I mean is, is that one of the hardest parts to deal with about something like what we've all been dealing with is just the disruption of our lives, just the, the little small comforts. And that, isn't that what wrestling is? It's just, It's an escape, it's a hobby, it's a fun little thing. So when you turn on your escape, when you turn on your hobby and it directly reminds you of what's going on in the world with this whole you know, the whole pandemic thing, it's kind of a bummer. it's something else for you to suspend your disbelief from. So seeing the fans there and there's really nothing like it, you know, and the, the, the of course the performers and the wrestlers, of course, they all respond to it better. It's gonna make them perform better. It's just a whole thing. So it feels good that we're all back together again and uh man it was so cool so we started by doing this uh, i had a big weekend went down to houston texas uh, as you guys all know i'm currently filming a uh a documentary on the uh, one of the biggest and most famous bands from from th- that houston area called king's x i hope you guys will check that out whenever we put that out and i w- i had some business there And it was also uh, Record Store Day, which, again, uh, was kind of specific to uh, King's X because some of their two of their, um, you know, more popular records have been out of print. Uh, Tapehead and Manic Moonlight were being released on vinyl for the first time. So that was kind of a cool thing. And then... um, So I was going to do that uh, with the great Wally Farkas there at the the great Cactus Music there in Houston, and we filmed a little piece there and it was really great. Uh, Then uh, we also had, uh, and you guys probably have seen some of this, uh, I want to give a shout out to my gal, uh, Clarissa Angel, one of the most awesome cosplayers. You know, I've been doing this for a while now. And we've been doing this uh, since 2015, and you know, no disrespect to anybody else, but this is, in my opinion, the hands down the most talented and just, God, the one of the most gorgeous women you you will ever lay eyes on in your in your life, and one of the coolest. And she's a massive wrestling fan, so that's another reason why I wanted to uh, to mention her. And she's actually going to be going to her first ever. You know, you say, oh, she's a big fan. She's never seen it live. Well, you know, give a girl a chance. She's a massive Jeff Hardy fan. Uh, If you see Clarissa, she is a part of Cosplay Sirens that you should check out. Uh, that's a C O S P L A Y S Y R E N S, and we have links to this on our website. But uh, we shot a fantastic uh, cosplay thing for our website and the cover to my alter egos DJ Tricky Kid's summer mixtape. We did an interview uh, that you can see on our brand new YouTube uh, page. Of course, we have a regular YouTube page, which of course is Tricky Kid TV. Now we have the After Dark um, Tricky Kid page. Uh, YouTube page for. You know, things that are a little bit more of a, of a mature nature and uh she she does kind of more of a sexier kind of a lewd uh kind of a cosplay and just it's it's mind-boggling that anyone can be this this uh, this good looking and just talented and awesome and so uh so we had a great so check out that out. think we've had a great talk about wrestling and Jeff Hardy and all that so shout out to Clarissa. And uh, make sure you check her out. I think she's under Instagram under Succulent Nephilim or something. It's something really intense and really cool. Uh, she's she's a cool chick, man. Uh, okay, uh, so I mentioned that because that Friday, um, we uh, I guess that would have been the July 16th, we got to go to the very very first SmackDown um, to have live fans back and the first live event to have a full uh, house. Uh, period, and, uh, you know, of course, there were some fans that were allowed to be at WrestleMania. We were there in Tampa, of course, and thank you all for checking out our coverage of that. But, uh, but yeah, man, so, you know, being there in the house, and I was kind of expecting something somewhat similar. Um, if you listen to the WrestleMania um, uh, episode from Tampa this year, I talk a lot about what happened when Vince McMahon came out. A lot of things you didn't see on screen. You see a little bit of it now with that documentary that came out, that 24, but it was just incredibly special. So I was wondering if he was going to duplicate that. And not quite, you know, the whole crowd, you know, the whole locker room didn't get on stage because that's a WrestleMania thing. But he, he did have a pretty cool soundbite. So this is how we were all greeted by the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon. Uh, in Houston there at the Toyota Center on July 16th, welcoming the fans back. For the first time in 70 weeks, SmackDown welcomes the WWE Universe live. Damn, we sure have missed you. You are looking live at a sold-out Toyota Center. And that was it. <laughs> so, short but sweet, kind of a little anticlimactic. I think people might have been expecting a little bit more because it's always so special when he does make an on-screen appearance that you would think that if we're going to go to that length, the int- the intro was longer than, than what he said. But, you know, he made his point. And um, one thing that was so great I, I really love about that, about that little sound bite there is you can hear the roar. I was there, and you could feel the emotion everybody just so again excited to you know be back. We're back together. We're doing this. We're live, and so that that's special on unto itself. And so you're thinking like, okay, well, you know what? What can we expect? And then, then when you hear Mr. McMahon, he's like, ah, oh, it just confirms how special tonight is. So that was a great thing to be a part of, and it was there was a great card that night. Uh, with two great women's matches. Uh, I'm so glad to see the tag team of Shotzi Blackheart, and I will always call her Shotzi Blackheart. I don't know, you know, there's all this conversation about once they leave NXT and they come up to the main roster, which is supposed to be a promotion and a good thing, sometimes ends up being not such a good thing. And he, Vince is all about, seems to be shortening everybody's name, you know, and so Shotzi doesn't quite, have the same as Shotzi Blackheart that's what her name is and so Shotzi and Knox, instead of Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. I mean how hard is it to say that but anyway I digress they had a great match uh, against the women's tech team champions of course Natty Neidhart and Tamina Snuka the of course both being the second generation stars that, that they are uh, and what was cool is that two of my absolute favorites uh, Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega were on commentary so the table was set, um, and of course, you know there was this altercation between Liv and Zelina, uh, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to to have seen that in person and be there. And then uh, Bianca Belair uh, faced Carmella uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Of course, Bianca uh, prevailed in that match, but uh, man, I just am so impressed more and more with both of these competitors. I think Carmella gets a bad rap i think because she because she is good looking and so super good looking and Corey graves's girlfriend and you know and and she plays it up man i mean hey you got it why not uh but do not mistake or take away a, a second what a competitor she is in the ring because you know she was green as grass when she was doing all that stuff with uh with enzo and kaz and all that but she is a legitimate contender a legitimate performer who is believable and kicks ass in that ring. I'm a big fan of hers. And what more can we say about Bianca? I mean, every time she steps in the ring, her, she's like, it's like she's putting together this hall of fame caliber career in her first year. So I got, I got nothing but awesome things to say about, about Bianca. So we're going to take a quick break so you can uh, hear from our sponsors a little bit. And then we're going to get to the main, main event of why we're here. We're going to talk about this year's Money in the Bank that took place in Fort Worth, Texas, not far from from where where I live. Uh, And you're also going to want to stick around because you're going to want to hear from digital spies Stephanie Chase uh, from the UK. She's going to weigh in on on a few things. And you're going to be hearing from Stephanie over the next several episodes. So make sure you are subscribing. Uh, And my girl Dana French is going to tell you just how to do that.
0: While we take a short commercial break, you should, too, from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use.
1: And thank you, Dana. So I also wanted to mention something, too, that uh, it's near and dear to my heart before we get on, is um, some of you wrestling fans out there might also be a fan of the rock band Clutch from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, these guys are great friends of mine. Um, they're like family. I've known them literally my entire adult life. I've even have toured with them. I'm a fan of them their music and and them as, as people, uh, their singer, uh, my buddy Neil, Neil Fallon is just a masterpiece of a human being. Being a fan of that band is, is being a fan of just integrity and decency and awesomeness, which he just embodies. And uh, as a member of that family, man, a member of his direct family, his niece had had a horrible accident. And the medical bills, as you can imagine, are are astronomical. Her husband is this very talented artist that did this really great uh, Beatles piece that we're going to be auctioning off. Neil's got a couple of special one of a kind things as well. Please get involved with this. Find out about this. Contribute any way that you can. If you can't, you can spread the word, use your voice, but these are good, good people uh, that deserve your attention and deserve your help uh, if you're able to do it. So please get involved with that. Uh, let me know that if you did. I would love to give you a shout out on, on air. And uh, even if you're, you know, not a Clutch fan uh, or, or. or
0: Now back to the action.
1: All right. So let's get on with the main event here for, again, this year's uh, 2021 money in the bank uh pay-per-view uh pretty cool this actually was the first this was actually was wwe's first pay-per-view held outside the state of florida since elimination chamber in march of 2020 um again of course because of what's been happening but what i'm gonna do is is i'm gonna put you I, i like to say boots on the ground anybody can dial up peacock or wwe network and you can find out what the results are of this match You can dial up a hundred different podcasts that'll give their opinions about who, what they thought should have won and, and people trying to get themselves over or trying to book it themselves and all that. This is not what this podcast is about. This is, this actually might be why you like it. This actually might be why you don't like it. Okay. But this is what it is. This is not, again, just, uh, you know, again, you could go to Wikipedia, you go anywhere you want to find out what happened. But what I wanna do is put you inside the arena of what it was like to be there. Things that that you didn't see on TV or I experienced personally, little things like that that just make it a human experience. This is what I call a people's history. This isn't just a retelling of somebody else's history or whatever, This this is my personal history. So check this out. Okay. First of all, you should know this, that the event was at what is called the Dickies Arena in fort worth which basically is used to is the old will rogers memorial coliseum and it was branded dickies and and they've been having you know some shows like you know maybe like a a few concerts i'm gonna be seeing alice cooper there with ace freely pretty soon in the fall um i saw the globetrotters there like before the pandemic that that kind of stuff right more and more and more. So this was the the first, to my knowledge, the first wrestling event that they've had there since, golly, maybe since the Von Eric's or World Class, whatever. I don't. And uh, and maybe they might have had a Raw or a Smackdown, but certainly not a, not a pay per view. If you get what I mean. Okay. So there, that's pretty cool. So uh, I get down there. All right. I'm very excited. Uh, Parking at at this arena is is frustrating to say the least, and and I hate to sound cheap uh, or whatever. Like, hey, problem solved. Just pay the money and park in the parking garage. But then you have to. It takes an hour to get the hell out of there. I don't even care. You didn't come to my podcast to hear about me talk about parking, right? But anyway, but I I I mentioned this was because. You can't even park in the neighborhood next to it. There's all these signs, and they'll t- you know that are just very frightening and menacing. Like a tow your car. And I saw this one office building, and I decided to park behind it. There were cars there. Didn't see. Any, there was no signage, and I was like, "Hey, this, this is awesome. This is like across the street. I'm going to save money and get out of here before anybody else does." But unfortunately, I'm. I'm the kind of person that worries about that kind of shit. I wish I, t- I had the confidence. I do shit like that, and then what do I do? I spend the next three hours going, you know, like, you know, if there's a slow part in a match that, you know, or something where I'm not able to give it my 100% undivided attention. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, is my car? Is my car going to, oh, please say my car's going to be there. Why did I do this? And it's not like I can leave And like you know oh I'll just go back to my car of course obviously, there's no ins and outs right so okay so there was that all right of course the show was sold out it was packed to the gills had a great seat uh, pretty much eye level uh, to I guess what you would say uh, opposite hard camera so I would I would be I I don't give a shit about that I'm just telling you where we're where I was So about halfway up over there kind of in the in the corner, like if you were in my seat, you would have turned your head to the left to be kind of looking at them coming down the ramp. So, and when they get on the apron and they're facing hard camera to the right there. So, okay, I get there, I sit down, and, uh, I don't know why this is. I love professional wrestling. I have been watching it now for almost 40 years. And when I see the events getting announced to go, I can't help but get excited and I go and, I, and you know, but almost every time, especially this day and age, what is it with wrestling fans being so awful and being so awful to others? What is that, man? What is it, okay? Is it just not for kids anymore? Is is that what's going on? Because to me, this should be something that families can can take uh, their children to that's fun and affordable and a safe space. And that's what it was for us, man. Uh, you know, I grew up dirt poor, and and I grew up during the, the Mid-South wrestling era, which is such a great, great time. And we could go for like five bucks and would see all the greats and Junkyard Dog and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And and then this is up in Arkansas. This is before we moved to Texas. So we never I never really got to see the Von Eriks because uh, whenever we had moved down here it was in the late 80s. Um, And they were kind of wrapping up their run there, obviously under under unfortunate circumstances. But my point is, is that, uh, you know, it was something you could do. So for me, when I go there and I see families there, it just reminds me of that time. And I'm so happy that they're there. And a lot of times it's, it's, you know, poor families that this might be the only thing they get to do this year or this, you know, summer or something. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is not a weekly deal. And I swear to you, every single time I almost get in a fight with somebody that's shouting obscenities or right next to children or just being obnoxious like they're in a bar or that there's no one else around them. I, I don't know what it is about. This isn't even happening, happening at concerts or, or or places you almost would expect this to happen. I just don't get it. Wrestling fans, this is my call to you. Do better okay when you go there you're not in a wet t-shirt contest you're not at a fucking bar okay you're at a family event you should act like how you would act as if you were at the circus or fuck man even in church for Christ's sake I mean just cheer and, and have a great time and enjoy yourself but be mindful of who and what is around you and don't act like an asshole that's your job is don't be a jerk okay okay someone did not get this memo I sit down in my seat I'm very excited to be there Like I said I just driven up from Houston we did the Smackdown thing looking forward to raw the next night I sit down and to my right is what I would call uh, you know you could tell like a family that this was a big deal this might be the first time the kid to my left was like 13 or so a uh, 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 a young boy about about 13 uh, Hispanic family you know his mom and you know three or four other little small kids there was a mom and uh, his son a little older to my left and he was very cool we had a great conversation but right behind me and I'm not trying to point to any certain sort of fans but I just feel like I, I want wanna I want to mention this and, and give you a visual. This gal, this I would say probably maybe late twenties, a little heavy set, uh, seemingly almost, seemingly almost Hispanic as well, wearing one of those Bree Bella Brie Mode shirts, and she said the f word every third word. Oh, this fucking matches the fucking 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 fuck, fuck 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 like that's how she was talking loudly conversationally, whatever, as if she was all by herself or she was at a bar or she was at somebody's bachelor party or alone in her bedroom. I I couldn't believe it that she was speaking this way in public and with clearly small children in every direction around her. Okay, as if that wasn't enough, check this out. All right, the show starts, everyone's excited, money in the bank, dark match uh not dark match but uh the pre-show um match uh forgive me i'm uh just for a second uh, the pre-show match with the usos uh jay and jimmy uh versus ray and dominic mysterio that was a hell of a match and that was just to kick things off uh in the pre-show now of course my favorite thing about professional wrestling especially right now is women's wrestling so the fact that they were starting With the women's match, Money in the Bank ladder match, was awesome. Because to me, that's all I really care about. And, you know, if I needed to skirt out early or something and then have to worry about the, you know, thinking about my car and all that shit. So, okay. So, now it is time for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And my favorite wrestler, Alexa Bliss, is a part of this along with Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega uh, so I'm I'm very very excited about this uh, the match starts it's great 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 but again Miss Brie mode behind me is F this F this now she's shouting F this F that I mean it's just it's, it's insane it's insane then I think she was rooting for I forget who she was rooting for during the match but the 13 year old boy to my right is shooting is rooting for somebody I think he was rooting for Natty and and Brie Mode was saying, so-and-so, blah, 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 is going to win. And just, you know, like when you're at wrestling match, you kind of like talk to each other. And you kind of, that's the fun part. When you talk to your neighbor, oh, yeah, buddy, Roman Reigns is, but, you know, it's friendly. It's fun. And like when, even when like the guy you think is going to win loses. And the guy that you, you know, the guy in front of you says, see, I told you. You guys still high-five each other and buy each other a beer or pot, you know, you know. It, it, that's the fun that's the fun wrestling fan that's the kind of wrestling fan I am if you ever see me or sit next to me at a wrestling event that's what you're gonna get I'm gonna you're gonna have a good time with me we're gonna have a good time together this was not a good time that she goes blah 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 this and that and that kid says I think natty's gonna win and if you can believe that she said this not only to a stranger about a predetermined wrestling match she said this in public to a child when she said, "Well, I don't fucking give a fuck what the fuck you fucking think." I I was let's let that hang in the air for a second. I I just I I'm 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 I will never be over it. I'm so angry about this that I immediately turned around and I was like, "He is a child. What are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm not a kid. I'm 14, you know." he doesn't know any better. And I said, you should not be talking to him this way. And the guy she was with was looking at me, and I'm looking like like I will whip your ass if you, you know. And he's kind of you could kind of kind of tell that he was like agreeing with me, but it's like one of those things where I don't know where they were in their relationship, but it looked like he hadn't hit it yet. You know what I mean? Like he had to put like he was putting up with this because he hadn't. You know, I know it sounds crass, but you could tell like you know, bro, I I can't. You know. I can't put her in check yet, you know, and and you adults know out there know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so okay, I'm 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 livid about this, and it ruined the rest of the match for me. It, it pretty much ruined the rest of, of the of the of the event for me. Uh and but the but it did not. Take away from the finale of the match, which, of course, as you know, that Nikki now Cross now branded ASH, which stands for almost a superhero. She's almost a superhero. That's pretty funny. Grabs the briefcase uh, and and wins the the contract. So that was pretty cool. But all I can think about is I'm just stewing and simmering. I want to get my revenge on this person. I you know. Because it didn't stop. After that, well, I don't know what the fuck, why well, hate things? I can't fucking express my fucking self because fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm thinking, you know, th- I didn't come here for this. Like what, you know, this, this is not why I'm here. And, you know, am I going to turn around and am I going to fight? And, you know, am I going to get her thrown out? Am I going to go, you know, what am I going to do? Well, finally, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I'll tell you what I did do. I did not sit there and take it. I took action. Now in this day and age, now, and which this is why I want to make make you aware of it, is that if you're out there and if someone's being an asshole like this or harassing you or being a jerk or something and making you feel unsafe or unpleasant where you where a place that you have paid money to come to be, especially with your family, you can do something about it. There, if you have a phone that has the app wherever you are, like Live Nation or the venue, whatever, you can actually go on that app and tell somebody what's going on. Tell them your seat number where you don't have to, to, you know, cause a scene or or even seem like you're even the one that did it. They will come to your seat and 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 help you out. I actually learned about this after. What I did was was that I couldn't take it anymore. I went to customer service and I said, listen, I told them what was going on. I said just follow me. I go, there's, I go, there's a seat in front of me. I'll sit there. You sit in my seat. It's all you got to do. Just sit in my seat for two minutes and you will hear this bitch. And sure enough, fuckity fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, 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 fuck. And, the, and then the person turned around and said, ma'am, come with me. And of course she caused this big stink. Of course she didn't go quietly unto the night. But that was the last that we saw of her. And everybody around me thanked me. And I I just, I just, I can't stand it that when those children have a memory of that day, I want them to remember this awesome wrestling event. I don't want them to have to remember some rude, just vicious, completely non-self-aware, awful human being that could have given them the worst memory for a lifetime. And, I think something might have happened that would that, that if they remembered anything, they'll remember this. And I almost missed it, so check this out. Okay, going down the line here a little bit. Uh, there was, uh, of course, this great match with AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, they versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, AJ and Omos prevail. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, f- faced Kofi Kingston. That was a great match. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Versus Rhea Ripley, Charlotte had a great line. Everybody was was chanting for Becky and expecting Becky to come out and all this, and she goes something like, "Becky's not here. She's changing diapers or something." It was it was it was very effective. I've never been on the Charlotte Flair train. I was say it was a massive fan of her father's growing up. I don't know what that dude's doing in in his old age. It's like every time he's he's in the news, he's doing something to embarrass himself. But you know, he's Ric Flair or whatever. Okay. Uh, Then, of course, there was the big men's uh, Money in the Bank Ladder match. And this was so, so great. Uh, With, uh, it was Big E, Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, and Seth Rollins. That's a stacked card, man. And, of course, you know that Big E came out on top. And I'm gonna let Stephanie Chase from Digital Spy uh, talk a little bit to you, us about that when we get to the raw portion of this. But uh, that was great, man. And then, of course, the big, big moment with Roman Reigns versus Edge. Now, I hate to disappoint all of you out there, but I do not give two shits about either one of them. I've, bless him, he seems like a nice guy, his wife is awesome. But I'm just not an edge guy. I just never wasn't back then. I I was even watching wrestling during the the, the Attitude Era. I, I had skipped like 10 years. Like 92, like after WrestleMania 8 to like WrestleMania 17. Didn't see any of it. I missed all that shit. Uh, I know that was probably like the best time, right? I missed it. But anyway, so I don't have that going for me. Um and again, Roman Reigns, you know, whatever. its He's the top dog right now, but it, it, it literally doesn't nothing, have nothing for me. Okay. So because of that, because of what I told you about the car and what had been going on, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the start of this match about halfway through. And fuck, they went 33 minutes. So I thought I'll, you know, I figured they probably would do a half an hour. So I, I'll watch like 15, maybe 20, and I'll get out of here. Uh, okay. Okay. So I do that. I leave. I stop to go to the bathroom. And golly, I guess that by the time I came out of the bathroom, uh, they'd gone to the finish. So I was like, all right, cool. So I wasn't in my seat, but I was kind of like over in general admission era where you walk by and you can kind of see the rings. I just kind of stopped to watch the end of the match. And uh, and I you know I hear Roman Reigns' promo and everything else at the end of the match. And usually when you see somebody do a promo at the end of a match, it usually signifies there's more to come. There's something else coming. What's it going to be? Is it going to be some dark match for those in attendance or what's going to happen? And I was curious about that. So I stood there, and let me tell you something. There have been a lot of great pops over the years. There have been a lot of great pops this summer. And we're gonna get into that with next week's episode, of course. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but let me tell you something: I have never been, you know, again a huge uh, fan of this person about you're about to hear about. But I get it, and I like what they stand for, and I and I like I like what it represents, it's and everything else. But let me tell you something: I was there when Dolph Ziggler cashed in. Speaking of money in the bank. On Alberto Del Rio, the night after WrestleMania 29 in New Jersey, in the Meadowlands, which the term blow the roof off was invented for that night. This was as loud, if not louder. It took my breath away. Check this out. Like, just hearing it again gives me chills. And that's what I love about wrestling is that, again, I'm not a massive John Cena fan. I'm not an eight-year-old boy. Like, you know, or at least I, I guess I kind of am. But, you know. Anyway, but, oh, my God. that That's the best of what wrestling can be when it can create that kind of reaction, that human reaction. Uh, this was his first appearance since WrestleMania 36 in April of 2020. So, it, like, in my mind, I didn't realize it had been that long. Because I was like, God, why is there this? Because I was also not only just surprised, I was kind of like, well, gosh, you know, wasn't he just here? You know, like, didn't we just see him? But no, actually, uh, it had been uh, over, it had been the, almost a year and a half. Uh, well, I guess more like a year and three months, but still. Uh, and man, it was just, it was just awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, okay, so let's take our last break uh, for uh, this week, and we're going to talk about Raw the next night in Dallas. The first Raw back, of course, with fans and a lot of really great stuff. And then part of that, you're going to hear from digital spy Stephanie Chase. Uh, she's this awesome correspondent. Get on board with her. She, I have all of her um, social media links. I believe it's just at Stephanie Chase on Twitter and also on Instagram. Uh, but she's a great part of the wrestling community and does a great job at what, at what she does. And I was so great that she was able to join us. And you're going to hear from her over the next several episodes. So make sure you're sticking around. And we'll be right back with the first Monday Night Raw. It was on July 19th, 2021. The first one back with the fans since the pandemic. and And it was a great one. We'll be right back.
0: While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use.
1: All right, so now we're at RAW. We're back at RAW. It's July 19th, 2021. First RAW back with all the fans. Great time to be a Texan living in Texas to get to see all this great stuff that haven't traveled too far. And again, they, they decided to pick up right where they left off from the big return from the night before in Fort Worth at Money in the Bank. This is how RAW begins. in the chaos and the electricity. There's a few of you chanting, welcome back. A few of you chanting, let's go see the diffusion, you chanting, see the sucks, but you're all loud and we are all here. here tonight to explain myself after an unexpected John Cena meme-like return last night at Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns was angry, Paul Heyman was confused, Michael Cole was very excited, Pat McAfee still couldn't see me, and everybody had a lot of questions. Who, what, what, where, why? So let's get them all out there. Who brought me back to the WWE? Look around. It was you guys. And it was Roman Reigns. So as you can see, like they were crowd very, very hyped for this. Um, and again that same energy from the entire weekend. Uh, from everybody being back, and then now the big surprise, because maybe they're like, ah oh, are, are you going to Raw? Oh, I want to money in the bank. It's like after Cena showed up, oh my God, now i got to get a ticket to Raw. He's almost guaranteed to be there. And still a pretty stacked card. Uh, Matt Riddle and the Viking Raiders uh, defeated AJ Styles, Omos, and, and John Morrison. But I love the, like, the super gimmicky matches. And Jason Riker... Faced Elias in a, a shout out to Megadeth, a symphony of destruction match where they literally had all types of, basically they just emptied out like a, a guitar center or a, just some music store with cellos and that kind of, my, my wife being a music teacher and all that I, um, I I was taking pictures of it from my seat and um, she was getting a big, a big uh, kick out of that uh, Let's see, Natty and Tamina once again, they defeated Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, there was a United States champion, Sheamus. He defeated Humberto Carrillo. Uh, there was, let's see here. There was, there was a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, let's see here. Uh, a returning Keith Lee. That's a homegrown star. I've actually have called a few of Keith Lee's matches, uh, around here in, the, in the DFW area for different promotions that I have worked for and have called matches for. And so I always will have a, a little, um, you know, a thing in my heart for him, and it felt like like a connection to him. Also, uh, shout out to Fuego del Sol. Um, how cool is that, man? I mean, golly, I, I'm seriously, if if someone creates a T-shirt or some makes money off the term flame on Fuego, I'm gonna want to kick back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a claim because I was cheering that guy I hate to be that. I hate that when someone gets popular and now someone wants to try to take a piece of it and claim they were first I would never do that but I'm just telling you how proud I am because that dude was my guy I loved what a high flyer he is and seeing him on AEW and coming out to a huge positive response the sky's the limit with this guy it's long overdue I'm finally glad, glad to see it whoever gets the credit for it so and it, and it all should go to him because he's worked his ass off okay back to Keith Lee um he fought Bobby Lashley and then of course Goldberg and that was our that was advertised that Goldberg was going to show up and it was again I'm not really a Goldberg person but it was pretty lackluster it seems like every time like oh my god Goldberg that used to kind of mean something and now it's like It's kind of like Vince Neil. It's like, (laughs) I'm wearing my Motley shirt right now. It's like every time there is something depending on Goldberg to deliver, it doesn't really quite hit the mark for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, Something pretty controversial happened. Uh, I know my girl at the top of the show, Clarissa Montez. I was with Clarissa Angel, the cosplayer, massive Jeff Hardy fan, returning, and I was like, Sitting, I was like, oh my God, we were just talking about Jeff Hardy. But a lot of people didn't like what happened, that it was another example of WWE seemingly burying NXT talent for whatever reason, because this did not make any sense. And I'm not someone who tries to book shit and figure it out and tell these professionals that have been doing it for a half a century that I somehow know better than they. I would never be so arrogant. But this seemed a little tone deaf, that Jeff Hardy uh, beats a debuting Karrion Kross. uh, And he's just this kind of, you know, old school part-timer kind of guy. It didn't really seem like it made a whole lot of sense. And I know that it kind of got the the Twitter sphere uh, kind of up in arms and talking quite a bit. And the big thing of the night, and easily my favorite part of the entire weekend of all this was Rhea Ripley again again facing Charlotte Flair. Charlotte had another great anti-Becky line. I forget what it was, but it was awesome. Uh, and anyway, um, basically what happened was this, is that Charlotte gets herself disqualified by hitting Rhea Ripley with, with the title. Rhea comes back. Does the whole riptide to the champion and flattens her, and I got to be honest, I didn't see this coming. But just twenty four hours removed, seeing that the queen was wounded, this happens. Change hands by pinfall or submission, so still your RAW Women's Champion. Shawn Intentional, it was effective, oh wait, oh! No! again, Lee has had enough,
2: oh. Ripon just could not stop it, Losing a chance
1: to regain the Raw Women's Championship. The animosity boils over, this match is finished. Oh,
2: oh. Vegas, go. No. Oh my what?
1: Oh my god And it's Mickey She's catching in John. her money in the big contract It's happening It's, it's happening Vicky,
2: on the top rope the bell rings it's official
1: And what a moment, man. And she immediately runs right over to ringside to my man, Rick Ackberger, who lives just up the road here from me. You guys know him as the WWE sign guy. Um, Rick is a great friend of ours. I hope you've, you've heard the episode that he's been on. If you've ever wondered who that seven foot tall guy with the, the Kiss Army looking shirt and the work shirt and the red hat and all that, that's WWE sign guy, Rick Ackberger. Check it out in our, our archives. Rick's a great guy. Um... And uh, and and he's, he's endeared himself to a lot of the performers, and so she goes straight over to him. You probably saw it on the broadcast, and she ran throughout the entire arena, even over to us. Uh, and I was so happy for her, man. What a great, great moment! I didn't realize though, I guess I realized because I was just now watching that, that. I don't know if I actually have seen it because I was there, I don't know if I actually went and saw Raw back, and I didn't realize. They might have cued her music a little too early because Rhea hadn't even done the riptide yet and then she was throwing her back in the ring. Number two, I just noticed too that she gets up on because when you're there live, you're just you, you can't you can't book it like you can when you're watching TV. Things aren't as obvious. You're just so caught up in being there. Anything is possible. And that's the also part of the excitement. When you're watching her, we're kind of going, you know what, I bet she's probably gonna you know, you're not afforded that type of perspective when you're there, and that's a good thing. Anyway, I just now noticed that when she gets up to the top rope to do the crossbody on Charlotte, Charlotte was out of position for like a long time, and Nikki's like yelling her going, "Get the fuck up, so I can do this." Uh, so that was a little that was a little clumsy. I bet Vince probably wasn't happy with that, but regardless, I am happy for Nikki Ash. Is she now a superhero? I mean, how can you almost be a superhero and you're you're the champion? You would have to now be a superhero, right? Only only superheroes are champions, not not almost superheroes, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so Great, great event, great weekend. Uh We're going to f- finish up here and get some final thoughts here about a few things that happened after the fact with Big E winning the, the money in the bank, of course, with Nikki A.S.H., and you're going to hear about that from, once again, Digital Spies' Stephanie Chase.
2: I don't know if he's doing that. I think that with the NXT stars he gets, like, please big just did not get NXT, the NXT, the incarnation of it that did so well. Um, the NXT version of it, even before AEW came along, when it was really, really good. Um, it's not something that Vince got, and all like credit to circle H who did notice the boom of indie wrestling and decided to like, get on that train when Vince was just stuck. And I think if any other company, um sequel's would have one this tussle with this sure. because you'd have people that would say like hey this guy's pushing us into the future uh i think when it comes to like i i think he sees the NXT guys a lot of them um what they look like, there's the hype stuff. I mean, it, it has been reported that he offered Adam Cole a, a position as Keith Lee's manager as his way to make him stay in the main roster. So that kind of shows you what he's it. There are people like Bianca Belair, you also get the like, Charlotte and Bailey teams in NXT that he's done well with, but they're kind of more in the one like, he likes. Um, but if you look now,
1: I <laughs> yeah, and I was actually at that match because, if you know, it was in da- it was uh, that Raw uh, was in Dallas uh, because we went down to Houston yeah. for the first SmackDown back, and then the first Raw was back in Dallas when that whole thing happened with Jeff Hardy and Karrion Kross, and Cross, mm-hmm. and and you mentioned. Once again, want to thank Digital Spies Stephanie Chase for joining us. Again, check her out on all the social medias. We'll have links to that on our website at trickykid.com. That's T-R-I-C-K-Y-K-I-D.com. And uh, you'll be hearing again from her over the next couple of weeks. Don't forget, next week we're going to be talking about AEW's Fighter Fest. Night two, night one was in Austin. A week later, night two was in Garland, Texas, not far from us. And uh, what a great time that was. We'll be talking about that and more from me, more from uh, Stephanie Chase, and a whole lot more. So make sure you're sticking around. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And hey, you know, ring the bell. Uh, we're, uh, we'll see. Let's try that again. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're involved. We're on Twitter at TKR Wrestling uh, at, at Simple uh we're just now building that so we need we need more followers so make sure you check that out retweet our stuff please please get involved with us in fort worth and then raw the next night in dallas and then AEW is going to have their fighter fest that week and then jake roberts um his um spoken word isn't i mean lots and lots of fun stuff coming up so we hope you'll stick around and uh make sure you're subscribing uh under this is wrestling and, and then also check out our main show tricky kid radio got a little bit of something for everybody there again i'm your host roy turner and this is wrestling and we'll see you next week
0: ring the bell That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals. Distributed by iHeartRadio. Created and directed by Roy Turner. Edited and mastered by Marcus Miller. Theme music by The Buck Pets. Original score by Jocelyn Hunt. Artwork by Antora Sandy. Marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.